Hello, Parkrun Adventurers. It's Gary Murphy speaking, and it's Parkrun Adventurers podcast number 169. I am not Scott Trickett, but I'm sitting in the chair, and it's very comfortable at the moment. I feel a bit like uh, I've borrowed my dad's car for the first time, and I'm either going to crash it or bring it home safely, but hopefully we'll bring it home safely. And I'm joined by Mel Erbacher. Mel, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Gary. I do like the uh, metaphor there, bringing home your dad's car safely. It's not going to be like that whole Ferris Bueller situation where, um, you know, you, you crash the Porsche out the back of the, the garage. Well, we, we want to bring Scott back, so maybe I might crash it at the end to try and convince him to come back. So we'll see how we go. <laughs> if you crash and burn, he might think, no, 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 that's, <laughs> that's, that's not going to work for me. <laughs> Oh, well, welcome to you, Gary. I'm excited to be having you co-host this week. You are, you're the male voice of the podcast. And from the, from the greater state too, we've, we've kept that uh, theme going. Ah, well, the greater state, yeah. I don't know. You don't, this could be, you know, where it all went bad with the whole Scotty Trickett being the co-host situation because he just wouldn't let go of that whole greater state thing, you know. <laughs> People are wondering what's going on behind the scenes and why Scotty's still not back and, you know, has he gone? Has he gone forever? I'll be honest with you, Gary. He's not returning my messages or my calls. So if I've done something to offend him, I'm not entirely sure what it is. But, um, yeah, I'm a bit concerned. I, I mean, who wouldn't want to talk to me, really? Who wouldn't want to answer my messages? I can't disagree with that, Mel. Not at all. Maybe, maybe he's stuck under some snow somewhere. Um, in Orange, I heard they had uh, a lot of snow that covered their parkrun up there. So maybe when that thaws all out, they might find Scotty there. It's possible. I don't know anyone who was at Orange on the weekend. Although I wish I was there because I've never parkrun in the snow before. Have you parkrun in the snow, Gary? No, I never have. And I saw in their pictures, their remarkable pictures on their Facebook page, that they even were able to write their name in the snow of their, of their parkrun. Oh. And, and it did get me to thinking, I wonder how many parkrunners have parkrun in the snow before. I have seen some really incredible images from Russian parkruns where it's about three or four feet of snow. It'd be quite a challenge. All, all the faces, like the, the, the whiskers on moustaches and people's eyelashes and eyebrows all have like crystallised icicles and, and things like that. I'm not sure if I could cope with those sorts of conditions myself. I have a hard enough time getting out of bed just on a summer winter's morning and that's when it's 16 degrees. I'm sure there's a whole bunch of people in the UK who are just scoffing at me right now. And I guess it would make it challenging for the event teams to set up their course markings too. Yeah, well, depending on what they use for course markings. I know some people use flour, so that's, you know, obviously not an appropriate um, medium to use if you're going to get covered with another kind of dusting of white. And I wonder, with snow being a pretty rare thing at Parkrun, who would have done the double? So thinking of the beaches Parkrun, if anybody's actually run on the beach and, and then done a, a snow Parkrun, that would be interesting to know if anybody, that could be a thing, couldn't it? It could be. It's the two extremes. It's kind of like a surf and turf, but what would it be? A snow and sand? No, that doesn't work. I don't know. We'll have to think of something. A snurf and surf. <laughs> a snurf and surf. Yeah, maybe. And how was your park run day this week, Mel? 
my parkrun day was really good. I was back at my home event after having a little adventure the last week before. Uh, I was run directing again, so I'm edging ever closer to completing my goal for 2019 of rounding up my run directings. I think I had to do 15 this year or something like that to get them to the number that I wanted. And um, yeah, it was a really good morning. How about you, Gary? Where did you park run this weekend? Uh, this week, I went to Lansfield Park Run. Uh, it's not far from me to go up to Lansfield. It's about half an hour from home, probably about, I don't know, 45 minutes from Melbourne. Nice. But it's, uh, we were very lucky this week because Melbourne weather this week was very poor. Um, it was very cold and very wet. And the numbers were way down everywhere this week because it was so cold. We had 13 at, at Lansfield. I was on the stopwatch. And if I'd closed my eyes hard enough, I was trying to picture that I was at Bushy Park, like the first first ever park. Oh, run. nice. So that was really, really nice. But, um, yeah, we got a good crew there. And um, uh, Lansfield's a, not an out and back, but you go out to an equestrian or past an equestrian park and it's around a swamp. And in the swamp, they found megafauna, uh, which is not dinosaurs. It's actually... Uh, Very large marsupials, Australian yeah, so, ones. So kangaroos that are about 150 kilos and apparently uh, wombats the size of rhinoceros were found in the middle of where they do a three-loop um, part of the course and then back to the start. Also known as diprotodons. Do they, do they actually have any... Um like skeletons on display or models or things like that so you can get what size they would be? Well, se- several years ago there were some dead trees and they had a the Lansfield show, I think it was, and a man came with a chainsaw and carved out um, the shape of what they would look like in the in actual size. So, yes, if you look on the Facebook page for Lansfield, Lansfield Park Run, there is uh, images of what they would look like. And around the course, at the back part of the course, there's actually benches that are, are cut out with the chainsaw that look like goannas. So, yeah, it's quite interesting, a, a little bit of history for the, the park run there. Very cool. Not not too many places in Australia that have, you know, deposits of megafauna and things like that. So I'm assuming because of the swampland, things got stuck and perished in the swamp. Yeah, so... Um, uh, they think that Aboriginal uh, tribes may have um, cut their cut them up there, oh, okay. and that's where the bones were uh, found afterwards in the swamp. So, and it was even about when was it two thousand and five? Apparently, they were still finding bones there. Wow! So you mentioned you're harking back to um, you know the start of parkrun at Bushy and. Only 13 participants. If you weren't volunteering, Gary, you could have had a top 20 finish. That's right, Mel, I could have. It was um, There was a few gaps in between and actually I was very lucky to have um, some young volunteers that weren't official volunteers pointing out when the runners were coming around the corner. So it was good to be able to talk to people while I was timekeeping but still concentrating on when they were coming through to hit the stopwatch on the app. Well done you. I was on the stopwatch uh, a fortnight ago and I, I created a whole new mistake that I didn't know you could do. So um, <laughs> hopefully you did better than me. It sounds like you had a lovely morning altogether though. I did. Yes, I did. I'm, I'm uh, loving the app. The app's so good to use and so simple and easy to, to send the results for the team to, to upload them to the uh, website. Um, yeah, it was a really it great is. morning and, and off to the cafe afterwards to catch up with everyone and 
talk about parkrun and life in general. It was really good meeting new people. Awesome. You know who we don't know whether or not he had a good morning or if he went to a cafe is Scotty. And I, I do want to bring it back to this because I, I feel like I, I didn't properly address it last week that he's not here and it's it's definitely, you know, uh, a completely different podcast landscape without him like it's great to have you here Gary don't get me wrong but three three and a half years of podcasting with the same person and then you know to have a little bit of a break myself which was enforced by said person and then to come back and it's it's been quite tumultuous actually with different co-hosts and um Scotty being on and then off and then you know now he's just AWOL um it's it's all quite bizarre, but yeah, I just wanted I just wanted to bring it back and and tell people that I I am treating this seriously. Um, you know, I know last week perhaps I I kind of glossed over the fact, and I think I was still in shock that he wasn't here. So um, it's it's all starting to sink in now. I'm still not convinced that he won't be back. I'm hopeful, let's say, that he'll be back. Perhaps we need to send a sort of a search party or something to look for him, Mel. I think that's an excellent idea. So I wonder, I wonder who we could get to do something like that. Who would be people that are out and about and know park run and where to go and the places to look? Um, have you got any ideas of who might um, be suitable for that job? We'd need several and we'd need them to cover as many states and territories as possible. We'd need a lot of people to cover 360, but we can, st- we can start off small. Every journey starts off with a single step, doesn't it? It does. It's been a little while since we have had a guest event director on the pod, and so... I thought it was nigh on time that we did. And we've got someone who has a park run with a bit of a different story. We're going to head out, I will say west, it's sort of west and south from where I am, to Broken Hill where Tabitha <laughs> Schultz is the event director at Broken Hill Racecourse Park Run. Tabitha, welcome to the Park Run Adventures podcast. Thank you. Now, it's awesome to have you here. Uh, you are not a stranger to Parkrun. Broken Hill Racecourse Parkrun has only been going for a few weeks, but this is not your first venture. Can you give us a bit of a background? Sure. So, yeah, we've been going for three events now, a Broken Hill Racecourse Parkrun. Um, but prior to that, um, Broken Hill Parkrun itself started in um, November 2017. Um, I was a participant on that first park run um, and somewhere along the line I found myself event director about a year ago. Um, I was co-event director um, and then um, my co-event director, Dave um, Cranby, who started Broken Hill Park Run, um, moved back to the, um, well, we call it Sydney, he calls it the Blue Mountains, um, and um, left me with it. And um, then the um, landowner um, permission was revoked and so we had a whole unexpected journey on our hands. <laughs> And so, Tabitha, is the the race course, I don't know anything about it, the race course is active or not active? Yeah, so it is an active race course. So there are horses um, 
training there every Saturday. So we don't actually run on the race course itself. Um, we use the race course land and the adjoining um, common, which is called the Williama Common, which is managed by the Broken Hill City Council. So we use those two patches of land. We're running beside the race course um, and using their facilities, but not actually using the track. Now, Tabitha, it's been a little bit of um, a time lapse in between Broken Hill Park Run closing down and this new event getting underway. What were some of the challenges involved in trying to find a new course? Yeah, um, one of the really big challenges is that Broken Hill is a, it's a sprawling but small town surrounded by desert. Um, so we don't have large areas of parkland or anything like that within the town itself that we could utilise. Um, so it was quite difficult to find somewhere that was within uh, a reasonable distance to the town so that we didn't have to worry about wildlife um, for our run directors and volunteers going out early in the morning. Um, and that is a really big consideration out here um, and somewhere that fit all of Parkrun's criteria of not crossing roads and that kind of thing. Um, so we just found it really hard to find somewhere that actually was just suitable to, to run on um, and that would be possibly approved by the council which manages most of that surrounding land around the town. And so what? Um, how would you describe the new course then, Tabitha? So the new course is a lot flatter than our old one. Our old one was quite undulating. Um, the old one had a lot of um, shale um, that was embedded in the ground, so it was quite treacherous and fun. Um, if you like trail runs, it was a good trail run. Um, a lot of loose rock and sand. This one is a lot flatter. Um, their roads, we're, we're running on tracks that are often used by dirt bikes and um, other people during the week, not on Saturday when we're um, park running. Um, so it is a lot flatter, but it's still quite sandy because it's very dry here. Um, and the drier it gets, the softer the ground gets. Um, and it's also still got rocks and it's surrounded by the desert saltbush and all of the flora that you would see around here and um, a lot of sky. And it's really quite beautiful. Sounds absolutely gorgeous. Um, I, Broken Hill was on my list before it closed down. So um, I, I would like to say that Broken Hill Racecourse is still on the list. want to get out there at some point, have an adventure in the future. How has the reception been with reopening? Um, you know, have you got all the previous park runners coming back? Have you attracted some new people? Yeah, we've had. Well, for the three events that we've had so far, we've had pretty steady numbers. We had four for our launch and then 42, I think, the next week. And then um, last week, I think we had 37 and the weather was really quite poor. So I was not many people turn up. Um, there were a few tourists in each lot of those, but mostly it was local people, a bit of a mix of the old and the new. We sort of have maybe 20 to 30 people who we would see in any given month keep coming back to Park Run, which is really exciting. But we do have a number of people who seem to be um, new to the Park Run thing that have been showing up consistently, I mean, over three weeks. Um, <laughs> so it is kind of exciting. And we've got um, one mum who's running with a pram, which we didn't have at our last one. So um, it means that we've got a whole new um, sort of demographic, I guess, that it's possible for to be able to participate with the Park Run. So I'm really excited about that. Oh, that's great to hear, Tabitha, that you're attracting those people that are new to Park Run and they're coming along and, and being a part of it. Do you, do you get many tourists come? You mentioned the tourists there and many adventurers come out to the park run that you noticed. So uh, particularly this time of year, people like to come with their um, camping 
gear or their um, RVs and where, where we are at the race course is actually a really popular camping ground for people who have um, camper vans and caravans and that kind of thing. So we're hoping that it's a really good partnership in that sense. Um, but we've always um, had, you know, one or two tourists a week, um, more often than not, people who just want something a bit different. Um, I'm not sure, we haven't really been around much since Mildura started because they started, I think, a month before we finished. Um, so I'm curious to see how that changes the people that come through because people would often go, well, that's the only park run, so we'll go through Broken Hill. So I think they might get some of the people that would have come here otherwise. But we'll see. Chances are the, the true adventurers will head out to you anyway as well, Tabitha. We'll do both. Exactly. That's that's what I mean. Um, <laughs> Take the next week, do Mildura and then do us or other way. There's lots to see in both towns. So I reckon that's a good option. Sounds perfect to me. How did you get involved in Parkrun? Because obviously, um, you know, it's it's not huge in a lot of outback type towns and things like that. No, I was there for the very first one. So um, I was really nervous about going. I, I did. I was excited to see that something like Parkrun had started in our town. I'd um, I'd heard about it, I think, on Facebook, you know, people would post about park runs in their place and I remember thinking, oh, I wish one would start here, but also thinking it's just never going to happen. We're too far away. Um, you know, it's the usual thing. Who would go anyway? Um, I wasn't an athlete or anything myself. I um, was always an active person, but I sort of laughed at runners. Like, what are you doing that for? What's the point? Where are you even going? Um, so... A little bit rude, I know. Um, but a couple of years ago, um, after I had my fourth baby, I had a little girl, and then um, three months later, I was um, very healthy, and then I had a heart attack. So that was very surprising. So this was four years ago now, um, and so in the course of my recovery from that, it was a hormonal um, event. It was a um, a piece of the um, lining of my artery tore. So um, there wasn't any plaque or anything like that. Shouldn't have happened, but it did. Um, and so I had to go to cardiac rehab. And um, the process of doing that made me realise that my body could actually do stuff I didn't even know it could do before. Um, and that made me get more interested in um, doing things to make sure that I kept healthy from um, then on, um, particularly, you know, getting a bit older and things like that. So when Parkrun came up, I thought, well, I'm um, trying to get fitter. I could walk a few Ks um, without problem by then it was about a, a year after um as I thought I'd just get involved um and see how often I could do that and so that's why I started at Parkrun and then I just really enjoyed doing it and seeing if I could get it faster every time um still definitely not a runner but um yeah just really enjoyed making that a part of every single week well you're a park runner uh, Tabitha so you're out there having a go so that's the main thing and having a mm -hmm. heart attack that's incredible <laughs> I'm so glad that you're back on your feet and healthy and back into it again now that's that's good to hear yep so do you think is there an active active walking and running culture in Broken Hill or do you reckon park run will um increase the numbers of people that are doing that kind of thing um look there are people who do uh, whether um in the summer makes it a bit tricky um it's very very hot with very little shade so um it doesn't doesn't really make you want to go for a walk um there are there are heart foundation walkers around there are um some small running clubs uh, but they're the very athletic type of people you know the people that you look at and you go okay why why have you signed up for a triathlon like that's 
the kind of really athletic stuff, but in terms of um, people just going for a walk, not so much. So I grew up in Ballarat, but there's a 6K lake and it was really normal just to go for a walk around the lake. Um, but there was nothing like that here. So I really am excited about Parkrun because it does give a place where it's okay for anyone to sort of just turn up and go, yeah, I'm going for a walk with my friends and there's somewhere for us to go. There's a, a place. You're a mum of four. So do you, do your children participate? Is it a big family thing or is this kind of park run for you is your time out <laughs> it started as my time out so I was like that's my thing I'm doing it see you later I'll come back <laughs> um and then I don't know how it happened but my um older girls um, who are nearly 10 and eight and a half last year they got to get involved as well and it's turned into a really good family cross especially the the girls my daughter's um got her 25th volunteers I think she's up to 30 or something now um and she was so proud to, to get that shirt um and so now my eight and a half year old that's her goal she wants to go for that they're not so big on the 5ks um occasionally they'll tail walk but <laughs> they don't like the fact that you sort of just have to do it all at once you can't sit down and you know do something else and then get back to the walking so they prefer the volunteering um but it's been really good for us to do together and for us to have a little bit of an equality i think i really like that you know they're doing a job and they're able to actually fill that whole role um, just the way another adult would. Um, and I like that, working alongside them. That's um, congratulations to your daughter on her 25th volunteer. That's fantastic. And that's a really good point you make about the kids getting involved in volunteering and, and learning about um, helping out. It's a really good thing to, to do. I, I, I have one more question for you, Tabitha. There's a picture that is I believe going to be in the newsletter this week of your finish line and there's a little gnome that appears to have had better days oh. can, can you give us some context to the the story behind that oh um he's our he's our mascot we love him um what was his name sorry you just cut out his name is Kirk 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 the gnome yeah uh, so a Broken Hills um event director Dave Brought him along one day. He comes from Bunnings um, and he painted him up with a volley shirt and from time to time we add different things to him. He often has a rainbow tutu or we put a hat on him and that kind of thing. It's just a little bit of fun for us. Um, on Saturday it was so windy that he blew over, if that's the photo I'm thinking of. Um, that's the photo. <laughs> <laughs> He's just head down yeah. in the dirt basically. It was so funny. It was just a huge gust of wind. Um, I got hit in the head by a clipboard and that flew off the table and Kurt got felled. Um, and I think in the background of the uh, photo, my daughters are sitting there in sleeping bags at the uh, finish line because one was teaching the other how to time keep. <laughs> so, yes, they yeah. look toasty and warm, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, get out there every week no matter what the weather is. Well, hopefully Kirk is feeling better next week and um, manages to stay upright for the whole event. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us this week, Tabitha. It has been lovely having you on the podcast and we wish you all the best with uh, Broken Hill Racecourse Park Run. Thank you. Good morning, Parkrun Adventurers. This is Mark calling in for the Channel 5 News crew for, from Canberra. And uh, we've been asked to keep our eye out for Scotty, seeing as he's gone a bit missing, it appears. So we've ran the statistics and the data through our uh, computer, 
And there's actually a less than 1% chance of Scotty being at uh, a Canberra region park run today. However, when we look at his stats and the park run challenges extension for Scotty, the most likely park run that he would be at in Canberra if he was to be here would be at Coombs Park Run. So that's where we're at today, at Coombs Park Run. So uh, we're going to check it out and uh, report in. All right, so we've just finished uh, Coombs Park Run. I'm here with uh, Run Director Amy. Good morning, Amy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, thank you. Um, so I was just talking to you about the Park Run Adventurers podcast, and we're, we're out looking for our, one of our co-hosts, Scotty. And uh, I don't know what Scotty looks like. I know what he sounds like, but I've uh, been keeping my ear out for him. But I don't think he's here. And trying to find a park runner amongst park runners is like trying to find a needle in a haystack. Uh, so Coombs Park Run, number 74. How's it been so far for you at um, Coombs Park Run? Uh, it's been quite interesting. We normally have an out-and-back course, which is um, completely on trails, but uh, the ACT government is upgrading our course, so we've changed it in the last three weeks. So this is, I think, the fourth week of our new uh, double lapper, which is the first one in camera, which is very exciting. And how have the, the regulars taken to the change to an alternate course? Actually, surprisingly well. In fact, it's sparked a debate whether we go back to our old course or not, which will be quite interesting mm. when that time comes. Yeah, be some purists that, you know, kind of demand the original comes back, won't there? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it is um, it's interesting because so we're not 100% sure what the government is actually doing. We know that they're upgrading the track, but we're not sure if they're putting a bike path with it or not. So um, it'll be quite interesting to see how that works out. And what's the, the time frame then for that? Uh, that's an excellent question. <laughs> um, once again, that is an ACT government uh, decision. I know that they've started, which is good. Um, an outcome, an end date, I've got no idea. Okay. So so Coombs is in the Malongolo Valley, which is a new development area for, for Canberra. So you've got quite a, quite a new, young, vibrant population here? Uh, yeah, we do. What was quite interesting is when we started last year, we thought that uh, we would get a lot of people up from Tuggeranong, uh, which is our closest park run. But instead, what we got was uh, 50 or 60 brand new park runners that had never run before, which is more exciting mm. and um, it's just grown from there. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for your time and um, I'm sure I'll see you again here at Coombs. Oh, you certainly will. Thank you. So that's us done at uh, Coombs Park Run. Uh, that's my, my third time there and uh, first time on their alternate course, which is, uh, as Amy was saying, a mixture of trail and a bit of bike path um, with double looper. Um, Quite a good course, quite cold here in Canberra this morning with um, some snow around on the ranges. Um, but overall, not a bad run. We'll catch you next time on the Park Run Adventurers. Okay, it's Greta here, and I know I haven't been around for a while, but I reckon I might have found Scotty. It's Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. Have you seen Scotty? You know, I actually haven't seen him. I thought I saw him at the turnaround, but I haven't seen him since. Maybe you should speak to my dad. He might know. Okay, all right, thanks. <laughs> Scotty! Scott! Scotty! Scott! Scotty! Scotty! Wait up! Ah, damn. Oh, he's too fast. I can't get... Scotty! Ah, he's gone. Good morning, Parkrun Adventurers. It's PK, Paul Kitching, checking in uh, from South Australia. It's been a while, I know, but um, it's awesome that there are so many other uh, roving reporters out there doing a great job. Uh, and I've uh, felt um, envious of all your travels, so I thought I'd um, make an effort, 
get out uh, on a Saturday morning uh, rather than go to netball and or Mount Barker and head to another park run, one that I haven't done. I'm here with a bunch of uh, the Mount Barkerians and we are at Carisbrook. So Carisbrook, that's C-A-R-I-S-B-R-O-O-K-E, is out in the city of Salisbury. Uh, it is... Uh, gosh, what, 30 minutes out of town, I suppose? 40 minutes from where I live, but um, yeah, it's not far, mate, seriously. It's near Mawson Lakes Park Run. It's um, a beautiful part of the world. Uh, we are about to hear the, the um, RD talk, so I, I won't yabber for long, but um, uh, it's been some crazy weather here, as I know there has been all around uh, most of Australia, so um, we were a little bit concerned that we'd get swept away, but... Um, well, everyone's getting excited, but we're not. It's um, it's actually dry, touch wood. Uh, no rain. So, um, yeah, uh, anyway, um, it's actually Carisbrook's 100th um, event as well. That's the other thing. It's their 100th event. So there's an orange theme, as you can see. See, I've got this orange T-shirt on. Can you see it? I've also got my Running Heroes orange socks on. So there you go. Shout out to the Running Heroes crew. Anyway, uh, I'm going to go and do the run and then uh, check in a bit later and see uh, if I can chat to some of the legends that are here. Happy Park Run Day. Well, we've just done Carisbrook and far out. What a stunning course it is. Uh, undulating uh, through beautiful, beautiful countryside. I'm here with uh, Steve, who I know through the parkrun world, and uh, I remember, Steve, when uh, you talked about setting this up, you came over from Mawson Lakes, and you were the co-ED when it first started. Is that yeah. right? How are you, Steve? Good, thanks, PK. Yourself? Yeah, great, mate. I loved it. Right, Really nice to see a, a, a friendly, familiar face here today. Um, yeah, tell us a little bit about your parkrun journey. Yeah, well, I started off, I was at Torrens, and I used to help out there and set up and you know, volunteer there, and then Mawson Lakes came up, and I had a friend of mine on the council, so I helped Mawson Lakes get established through my contacts in the council. That was so successful that the council then wanted another park run in a, another area, so I came and scoped out Carisbrook Park and found what a beautiful place it is. Amazing course, you know, family friendly, it's got three playgrounds, it's beautiful scenery, ducks, birds, everything you want. Yeah, a trail run as well, so one of their few trail runs, well there's a few more now in South Australia, but trail run which is awesome that's right you know so so close in the suburbia and you know people who enjoy it the ones who don't like the the bitumen sort of courses you know you come out here and you get the undulating trails and you get to run on dirt and gravel and you know it's a bit tricky and a bit more on the body so it's not a <laughs> i wouldn't class it as an easy course but it is a fun course yeah oh it's a it certainly is a fun course and and before you know it you know you've done 5ks um uh, good people here today, 100th uh, birthday, so that's awesome. You're one of the RDs here. Um, how's, the, how's the journey been so far? It's good. It's, we've had a ball here. Yeah. Amazing group of people. We, you know, Average attendance is 80, but there's majority of regulars. We have so many people that regularly volunteer, and everyone wants to help out, and everyone's friendly, and I think yeah. everyone pretty much knows each other. I love it, mate. I've noticed that. It's pretty well everything you want from a park run. Well, mate, uh, well done. I'm going to go and get a coffee, support the local uh, coffee van that you've got here, which is great. Um, congratulations, mate, and keep loving park run. No worries. Thanks, PK. Good to see you again, mate. Good on you. Thanks, Steve. We're still having a lot of fun here at the end of Carisbrook 100 celebrations. I'm uh, with Patrick. How's it going here? How's your park run adventure going so far? Oh, great. Like, I'm really enjoying it. I'm probably hitting peak fitness at the moment. Did a really great PV last week. Awesome. And, um, yeah, it was under 21 minutes. Did a, and I did a, I set a Carisbrook PB today. So, oh, brilliant. Happy so days, really, mate. Really happy with that. Good on you. About 18 seconds. Awesome. So. Yes. Um, gorgeous course. Um, uh, now I've got uh, Olivia here who, I, who um, caught, um, I caught up with and then she took off. Um, how did you go today? Did you have fun? 
Uh, yeah, um, I didn't get a PB, but that was okay. That's all right. But you, you still loved it. You don't like the rain very much, though, do you? No. <laughs> you enjoy it more in the summer, right? Well, good on you. How many park runs have you done? Uh, 13. Awesome. Well done. And Renata, Renata, sorry, how are you going? Did you have fun today? Yes, really good fun. I First time for running in a clown outfit. Yeah. <laughs> I, there were a couple of clowns here. One actually dressed up as a clown. Um, yeah, no, that uh, did it, did it um, impede your run or did it make you run faster? Uh, yeah, no, uh, it sort of, it may have impeded it a bit because it was very hot and heavy. All ah, right. I did, I did see some people um, running away from you, so that you may have helped them. <laughs> you may have helped some people get a PB. Yes. It may be, uh, you know, Patrick here. <laughs> no, welcome. Well, th- and thank you so much for coming out. Um, good to chat. It's a beautiful family here um, at Parkrun, uh, Carisbrook. And um, yeah, keep doing, uh, you know, gr- great things with Parkrun. Thank you very much to you all. Thanks, Olivia. Thanks. Thanks, Renata. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks, Patrick. Thanks, PK. Good on you, guys. Cheers. Okay, I'm just with Michael, uh, one of the co-EDs uh, here uh, and uh, run director today. How are you going, mate? Good, good. Yeah. Enjoying our ni- 100th run. Yeah, I know. 100th. Beautiful. You've put on the nice weather for it. Just a, just a little bit of a sprinkle of rain there in the middle. Wasn't yeah, too bad. And a, and a nice rainbow. Yeah, well done. Thank you for switching that on. Yes, I noticed well. that, yeah, you, you've conserved the energy now. You've turned it off, but um, yes. well done. That's, that's pretty impressive to have your own rainbow. Well, we <laughs> like, to, like to bring everything to Carrollsville Park Run. <laughs> uh, no, congrats. It is a beautiful... I've just been chatting to some of your regulars and far out. What a gorgeous course. I remember hearing it when it was um, first being set up. And um, uh, and who would know, like driving you know, along here past the Old Spot Hotel uh, to regulars out there, Adelaide people, who are right opposite the, the, the Old Spot. Um, beautiful big park here. Uh, and far out, it goes, you know, two and a half k's deep um, uh, along. The, is that the Little Power River that we're running next to? Yeah, the Little Power River. If you actually follow this all the way along the path, you can get all the way to Mawson Lakes Park Run as well. <laughs> That's yes. not bad. Or, um, yeah. Actually, have you guys done the double on on yeah. New Year's Day? Yeah, and the we people do have the double it? with Mawson Lakes. Ah, brilliant. And some people did run from. From Mawson Lakes to to Carisbrook Park Run. Right? Wow, between. in between. That's not very impressive. Path, they use the ah oh, okay. Because if you run between the two, it's a half marathon basically. <laughs> so. Well, mate, there'd be some crazy people out there doing it. I know. Oh, yes. I, I'm I, we're, yeah, up Mount Barker. Um, there's a few people that I've tried that have run between Mount Barker and Strath. You know, on the Newsday Double. But anyway, um, so uh, I've been hearing a, a little uh, a, a, the, the claim to fame. What's the claim to fame here the for Carisbrook? Claim to fame here at um, Carisbrook Park Run is this is our 100th event and we still never lost a finish token. Touch, touch wood? Yeah, touch wood. It's all right. I've, I've handed mine over. Touch Ben's wood. over there counting them all, so he's been doing a mighty job, and I reckon he's probably making sure that... Yeah, he's yep. one of our run directors, so he better yes. not lose <laughs> No, mate, well, I, I can see the uh, tail walkers just coming over the line, so I will let you go. You're a busy man, and um, we're going to go and enjoy the coffee, but um, thanks for everything you do for Park Run. No worries. Well Thank done. You very much. Good on you. Thanks, Michael. Cheers, mate. Well, we're just about done, but I thought I'd better uh, chat with Mike, uh, who uh, I ran most of the, the park run with today. I see Mike out at uh, lots of the, the different courses. Um, he's done a few more than me. Um, exactly how many park runs have you done, mate? I'm at 2.49, and 2.50 is going to be the big celebration next week. Fantastic. Where are you doing it? Oh, I'm at Jubilee Way. Yeah, that's another beautiful course. Um, so you, you've been getting around to a few different courses. Do you have what's your, your favourite favourite courses out there, or do you, do, do you don't yes. want to be don't want to be biased? <laughs> no, I do I do love parkrun. I've been doing it for a long time. Uh, I like the the off off road style one. So this one carries Park Jubilee Way. Uh, Cleveland. 
Cleveland, no, not really. <laughs> yeah, that's just a bit too. It's a hard. challenge. Yes. Sorry, John. We do love Cleveland, but I you know, like it's a it. challenge. I do like it, and I have been to it a couple of times. But you've got to have be in the right mindset to tackle those hills. You do. But the views are definitely worth it. So and the kangaroos. And it's rewarded. It is. Well, now, mate, when we were running today, you were, I was just I was amazed by the the fact that I was just saying to Michael, the um, RD and Coed, that um, you wouldn't know it. You drive past, you know, along here, Main North Road, and. Uh, and you see, it's a pretty big park, but that it goes so far. And Mike was saying that, that you know, if it, you can follow the path all the way down to Mawson Lakes. But you, as a youngster, used to. to this right. is this is your backyard, yeah? Yeah, that's true. Um, this is a beautiful park, and it was only on the radio just last week, uh, national radio. Some guy had come down here, one of the roving reporters, and he's an Adelaide, and he's been here all his life, but he'd never actually stopped and looked at this park. Mm. And he could not stop raving about this park. And really, it is. It's a beautiful park. You can just see today, like, how green oh. and iridescent green the grass is. Absolutely. The trees are huge. If you want to see big, huge gum trees, this is the place to come to see it. Isn't it? And it's, and it's, a, beautiful, it's a beautiful place for a park run. It's just, just fantastic. Yeah, also, it's uh, old as well. Like, all the, like, when we were running along, all those um, old cacti plants and, um, up, and the... the um, uh, the cliffs, I suppose. Yeah, you call them yeah, cliffs, so, yeah. yeah. And you said that you used to, you know, climb through <laughs> them as, as a kid. Yeah. So as a young fella, I grew up here and here, uh, and we'd come down here all the time, and we'd use this as our backyard escape from uh, our parents. <laughs> and there's just so much to do for young people. The, the cliff, it's, it's a cliff. There's a cliff that runs along the creek. Uh, back in the day, there used to be rock pools and swimming holes. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you can come down here and hunt for frogs. Uh, yeah, it's just a fantastic place to play. It really is, isn't it? And it's so good that Parkrun, um, you know, well, had it, had it not been for Parkrun, I probably would not have come here. I've dri- mm. Again, like I drive past here going north, you know, to, or going to visit people up this way, and um, and I probably would not have thought to stop and check it out. So it's absolutely brilliant when Parkrun opens their eyes up to uh, awesome parts of our world like this. <laughs> You've only just got to get out. That's, that's what Parkrun's all about. That's isn't it, it, isn't it? Yeah. Getting out and experiencing new people, new places. And different experiences. You've got it, mate. So, mate, yeah, you've absolutely yeah. got it. Sorry. Well, good on you, mate. Speaking of which, I'm going to go and get some brekkie. Um, well done. Hope to see you. Congrats. Um, well, I'll, I'll congratulate you once you've done it, but good luck for your 250. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> Next yeah, week. Yeah. Thanks for coming out to our party. Oh, no, I love it, mate. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. See you out there again very soon. Good on you, mate. Cheers, mate. Bye. Bye. Well, that's it. Uh, I've done Carisbrook and it was beautiful, as you probably heard from all the passionate park runners that I spoke with. Um, I'm going to head off and have some breakfast now, just sitting in the warmth of the car after um, what turned out to be a beautiful morning. It did rain, um, but hey, we can get dry. You know, it's not that bad. And it is winter and we get to see different parts, um, different seasons. We did have four seasons in one day. One thing I forgot to mention, of course, that it um, by doing the Carisbrook today, I've done another one of my seas. So the Keen Pirates out there, this is one of five seas in South Australia. Um, so yeah, get down to Carisbrook um, or up to Carisbrook, depending on where you're coming from. Get over here. Certainly put it on, uh, uh, on your list of awesome trail park runs to do um, in South Australia. Australia. Uh, Look forward to adventuring somewhere again soon and hearing everybody else's awesome adventures. Be good and be good at it. Cheers. PK over and out. G'day Parkrun Adventurers, uh, PK here checking in from uh, the cafe after uh, Carisbrook Parkrun. We've had a great morning, bit uh, wet and cold, but hey, we got out and got out amongst it. Yep, <laughs> having a coffee, good one, Aid. Uh, but really, um, we've been chatting about the podcast here with my awesome friends, and um, we've realised uh, that we've been listening in, and uh, Scotty, uh, where are you? What, what's the story? Where's Scott? I really missed his voice. Oh, Scott? Who? Scott! 
Scott. Scotty, where are you? We love you, Scotty. Who's Scotty? <laughs> Come on, Scotty, mate. Where's where Scotty? You? So really, the question, guys, is... Where's Scotty? Sorry, I don't think you can hear. What's that? Where's Scotty? Howdy, parkrunners. It's Talk reporting in from a uh, rather brisk Newport Lakes parkrun. It's... um. It's looking damp out there. The clouds are very low, but uh, I'm with Tim. Tim's the event director at Newport Lakes. Tim, I'm looking at your course map. It looks confusing, but talking to everyone that I know that's run this course, they reckon it's really easy to follow. What can you tell me about your course? Rest assured, Tuck. Um, our pre-event guys are uh, on the case every Saturday morning, and we've got 36 signs well-placed throughout the course, listing every corner, every straight and U-turn so that nobody gets lost on our park run. Uh, and um, we've got a pretty good success race of getting everyone home thanks to our trusty tail walkers. So you haven't got anyone from last week still out there running around, obviously? Well, hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Pre-event guys would have found that if they did. But um, no, we've, um, yeah, we're lucky here. It's a uh, rather unique course. Um, yeah, up and down, uh, left and right, and some beautiful views of the lake. So, so you've got a lake out there. We can't see it from where we are at the start line, but you've got a lake out there. And I hear you've got a few little uh, mounds and rises out there as well. Can yep. you give us a bit of a description of the course in general? I always tell everyone to uh, save a bit in the tank because the uh, it's deceiving as we sit here and look out of these lush meadows and things. But um, the last 1.5k is when it gets a bit a bit nasty. So you, the um, you go down into the quarry and then. Coming up um, over those last few rises, there's about three or four hills that can uh, catch you out, and um, it's always the end there where you haven't got much left. And, and today could be a little bit damp underfoot out there. Victoria's going through Stormageddon this week. You say that as we're standing in about an inch of water. So yes, uh, yes, I'd say that. Um, so we might get a few slips um, out there today, but um, hopefully everyone just takes it easy. It's probably not a course where you're going to set your all-time personal best, but um, yeah, hopefully all the runners have a good time. Not really looking forward to running the Newport Lakes course. Thanks a lot. No problem. Have a good one. Hey, it's Toc. I'm out at Newport. We're nearly at the lake. Uh, it's cold, but I've got this marshal in front of me and she's looking a bit confused. Zoe, Zoe, what's the matter? I can't find Scotty. I can't find him either. We'll have to keep looking. See you later. Oh, God. I'm not excited to see you. Howdy, park runners. We've finished Newport Lakes. It's uh, chucking the rain down. It's windy. And I'm with Mish. Mish, you're, uh, you've decorated yourself in claret and mud. What's the story? Well, it was a tricky course out there. I didn't put my trail shoes on today. I only had my road shoes. And so there was a bit of mud up and downs in the hills, which I, was, I do like normally. Um, but there was a bit of a tight turn, fell over in the mud um, and put a hole, a, or two holes in my new running tights, which was a bit upsetting. Oh. Bummer, the bloke in front of me took a massive stack on one of the corners. Yes. He went down like a bag of spuds. It was almost funny. He bounced up. He was all right. He didn't get claret though. You've got... Uh... I've got blood on the knees, both knees and hand. Oh, well, we're, we're tough in him block, aren't we? Yeah, and the poor guy behind me, I almost took him out as well when I fell over. So, but he did stop to help lift me up. So that was great. So apart <laughs> from uh, the stack, what did you think of the course? I absolutely loved it. Lots of twists and turns. Um, it did stop raining for most of Park Run, so that was really great. 
um, yeah, and well worth the adventure with our run buddies to come over today. Yeah, cool. It was an early start. I think you guys left at about five, so yes. an early start to get the park run. Yes, right over the other side of the state it feels like, but yes, <laughs> definitely love our park run touristing. And I think we'll go get coffee. Yes, can't wait. No, we can't find Scotty here at Lancefield Park Run. We've been looking everywhere. We've covered about five kilometers. There's no bridges here, so maybe that's why he's not here. We'll keep looking. Hello, we're in uh, Berlin and we've just run Hessenhide Park Run. And I'm with... Andrew Bull. Andrew, you're English with your accent. Um, yeah. What brings you to Berlin? So we were on holiday and um, main path picking our holiday seems to be if there's a park run nearby. So having run Ber um, Paris and Copenhagen, Berlin had one, so we've decided to come along by ch uh, trying to get the metro here, trying to work it out. Yes, it can be interesting. At least the good thing for us is uh, these runs start at nine o'clock in the morning, so we've got plenty of time to get here. Uh, Which, uh, yeah, 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 getting up. We had to get up fairly early to try it because we, we knew the route we'd be taking, about five stops and then change and then five stops again, so not okay. too bad in trying to find the actual park because it's by the open air theatre so yes it's actually it's a beautiful park this one okay. it is nice uh nice tree lands and um shrubbery around yeah yeah it's, nice. uh, it's also got quite a few uh i noticed walking in here quite a few red squirrels as well which i've never seen them quite as red as they are. Uh, i must admit i've been looking at the wild no but we, were, we were mainly trying to follow the phone trying to get it to the uh start but yeah and, it does, is certainly a nice park and we've probably got what a bit over 100 people i think today uh, yeah, I'd say a bit over a hundred. They normally get about that number and some very yeah. fast runners at the front of the yes. field. So. And what did you think of the course? I thought I thought it was a very nice course, apart from that little sharp steep hill, little lap. Yeah, I, I should add that uh, most of this park is uh, fairly, fairly level and flat, but there's one little hill that's plonked in the middle of the, the course, which I walked up. <laughs> I, think we're, I think we're lucky that uh, you only had to do that once rather than twice like a lot of the route, but yeah. uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was an interesting nice course. Okay, and it was quite hot though, so. Yeah, it's quite warm. Uh, for, for our listeners back home, I did see Orange had snow today. Uh, Berlin is completely different, the humidity's up. It's not all that hot, but um, by the end of the run, I'm covered in sweat. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay, look, thank you very Brilliant. much. Thank you. And yeah. all the best with future runs. Yeah, yeah, thank you, you too. Okay, I'm now with uh, David, and David was another runner at the Heisinghard <clears throat> Park Run. And tell me, uh, what did you think of the course? Slightly tough, but um, enjoyable. I love the forest uh, atmosphere. Um, you hardly, well, you don't see any traffic, so that's good. Um, it's peaceful, a little bit tough in bits, like I said, but uh, it was my first Berlin Hassenheider, my first Berlin Park Run course. I did okay. Munich last week. I'm on holidays, by the way, folks. I've done about 39, almost 40 park runs back in Australia. So I just thought while I'm on holidays, I'll do one every week. And have you got plans for any other uh, courses while you're over here? Uh, only this same one because there's only one course in Berlin. So I'll do this one next week and the week after. And then I fly back to Australia. Yeah. Okay, look, thank you very much, David. My pleasure. And uh, I'm now with the run director, and your name? My name is Susan. And Susan, you can do the pr 
correct pronunciation of the Berlin Park Run, which is... Hasenheide. Hasenheide. And it means bunny heath. Oh, by the heath. Bunny. 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 Like the, like ah, the, the rabbit. Okay. Yeah, rabbit so I've seen squirrels, but not rabbits with this <laughs> yeah. one. Okay. No, thank you. And tell me, what got you into park run? I'm not uh, I'm not sure actually. Uh, I think I read uh, the announcements uh, that Parkrun starts in Germany on social media and uh, me and my family, my husband and my son, we turned up for the very first Parkrun here in Hasenheide in yeah. Berlin and never looked back. Oh, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what made, what caused you to become a run director? Um, first I uh, I started running, then I started volunteering, and uh, I got to know uh, the other members of the core team better. Okay. And uh, sometimes they asked me if I want to be one director, and so I became one. <laughs> okay. And look, you seem to have a very good turnout. It's a very friendly, friendly mob here today yes, as well. Yes, it was. We had exactly 150 people, I think. Okay. Which is pretty good it for is. us. It's yeah. a warm day. Yeah. Um, I think there was there was a big running event last week, wasn't there? Here. Uh, last week was maybe Adidas Runners Night. Um, We've got uh, next week yep. is uh, the um, 100, mile, 100 miles of Berlin. Next oh, week. good luck! Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping it's a bit cooler for people uh, yeah, when that one comes be. on as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. But no, this this is very enjoyable. And how would you describe the course? Um, we are. Uh, it's an inner city park, mm -hmm. and it's mostly tarmac. Um, we have, it's mostly flat, but we have one really good hill, one beautiful hill. built in. Uh, some people say, oh, it's not that bad. And some say, oh, it's a heart, heart attack hill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. come to Berlin Hasenheide yeah. and see what you think. It's <laughs> good. You get to do two laps, but I'm glad to say you only had to do only the hill once. once. Yeah. Sometimes we have people who do not listen at the briefing. They do, oh. the, they do the hill twice. And well, it's not so good for their I time. Enthusiasm <laughs> is great. And you had some very fast runners today. Yes. Is that usual? Yeah. Yeah. No, you, a couple of guys are really fast. And yeah. some women too. Yes. Yeah. I, I saw a few of those and, and yeah. congratulated them afterwards. So it's perfect. The, the, the park here is really good. In the middle of Berlin. Yeah. It's, uh, it's yeah. actually fantastic. And I think it's a good Berlin vibe. You yes. see, you, you you feel how the how the city uh, works and uh, what what kind of people uh, live in Berlin. And um, we go to a little cafe afterwards where you can meet a lot of locals. Um, and we usually chat with our um, with visitors, yep. park one tourists, and um, give tips what what to do in Berlin and something like this. And I, I noticed you gave the uh, the talk this morning in both German and yes. English. You get a lot of tourists, I take it. Yes, yes. Yep. Understandable. Uh, we, and I know I do recommend it to tourists. <laughs> <laughs> we started um, with lots more tourists than locals. Uh, and now we are re really proud to be uh, like at 50-50. So yeah. more uh, people from Berlin uh, coming to Parkrun. No, excellent. <laughs> I, I just hope it keeps growing and maybe even get a, another event somewhere in... Uh... Yeah, we hope to uh, install uh, some more events maybe next year. But I, I do certainly recommend to anyone that this is, this is a good <laughs> run to come and do. Oh. So if you're anywhere near Berlin, I recommend dropping in. Yeah. Thank you so okay. much. Yeah. Look, thank you very much. Yeah, okay. thank you so much. And I miss Scotty. G'day Parkrun Adventurers, it's Lyndall and I've checked in this morning to Kelvin Grove Parkrun in Brisbane. Now, 
I'm on a bit of a mission today. I'm on the lookout for our missing co-host, Scotty Trickett. Why Kelvin Grove, I hear you ask? Well, last time I was here, I'd set up a rendezvous with Mel and we had a bit of an unplanned rendezvous with a fellow Channel 5 News crew uh, reporter, Mossy. So, you know, we all know that Scotty's not averse to a little bit of FOMO. Um... And I'm pretty sure Scotty has not done Kelvin Grove. So I thought it was a good candidate. FOMO, add to his most events. Why not Kelvin Grove? He could be here. The crowd is starting to gather, so I might just see if I can ask around and see if anybody has seen the missing Scotty. Okay, I've just gotten back to Park Run HQ here at Kelvin Grove. I'm with Phil and Danielle, and they are scanning today. So guys, has Scotty Trickett scanned in today? Well, we haven't seen him so far, and the, the runners have almost finished, so there's not much chance. I think he's still missing in action. So, you know, are you sure? Like, he's tallish guy, curly hair, pretty funny, pretty serious, could be wearing an ugly Christmas singlet, but probably not. Has that helped? That hasn't really helped. Um, <laughs> most people are not that tall when they're hunched over trying to gasp as much breath back into their body at the end of the run. But no, we haven't seen him. But it is inconclusive. Well, not all the runners are in, so we'll wait for the last runner, hopefully in about 10, 15 minutes, but who knows? Who knows? Look, normally he would run faster than me, but you never know. He could still be here. We'll live in hope, hey, Danielle? Fingers crossed we find him. We hope so. Okay, I found a couple of adventurers here, Ali and Shannon. Where are you from? Uh, we're from Barambar Park Run. Yep. So you're a little bit away from home. Yeah. Have you come looking for Scotty as well? Yeah, we've been looking everywhere for him. We've come all the way from Logan. We're out here at Kelvin Grove Park Run and we're going to have a bit of a look around here for him. So hopefully we can find him out here somewhere. Yeah, we hope so. We're missing him, yeah? <laughs> Absolutely. Come back, Scotty. Where you are. We're looking for you. <laughs> Thanks, ladies. Now, Nick. Run director here at Kelvin Grove. You're a regular listener to the Parkrun Adventures, is that correct? Yes, it is. I love the show, listen every week. And what do you love most about it? Um, well, obviously Mel, but second would be Scott, out of the two presenters uh, on the show. So Scott's a pretty close second. Oh yeah, very close. Do you think that might get him back? We don't know where he is. I thought I saw him earlier. Was he not here today? Well, oh, there, was, there was um There was a co-host of uh, the Parkrun Adventurers running at Kelvin Grove today. So was that not Scott? Well maybe it was because when I spoke to the barcode scanners they couldn't categorically say he wasn't here. Well we'll, we'll have to check the results see if, um, if he scanned in or not today. Yeah well we'll do that. Maybe he was here. Maybe. Just being a bit elusive these last couple of weeks, but we do want him back. We are on the lookout. We hope we find him. Isn't that right, Nick? Yeah, of course we do. We'd love to see Scott back on the podcast. Excellent. Well, thanks for having me here at Kelvin Grove. Hopefully Scotty will show up and hopefully I'll see you again at Kelvin Grove. Yep. And uh, we look forward to seeing you back here. Maybe doing your P index. Got it in one. I'm up to five now at Kelvin Grove. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we'll love to see you here. And uh, yeah, everyone's welcome at Kelvin Grove every week. Excellent. Thanks, Nick. Come back, Scotty. Mel, it's Melissa, self-appointed number one fan of the podcast. Where's Scotty? 
He can't just leave. There was no Facebook poll on this, no Perlustration. We have to find him and bring him back. With Toc and Gary covering Victoria, I've come to New South Wales to enlist the help of some fellow adventurers. Okay, so I'm on my way to Park Run and I'm in the Uber and oh my gosh, Simon Mackley from Mossman. How are you? Good, how are you, Mel? I'm good. I'm trying to find Scotty Trickett. Have you seen him? No, he hasn't been at Mossman and I haven't picked him up in the Uber. Okay, well I'll have to keep looking. Um, how are we going to find him? I, I was thinking maybe, maybe we need another quiz. Okay. If you could find some questions, um, maybe a little bit more geared for Scotty so that he can win. Oh, for sure. Yep, that'd be great. Well, I did that for Mel last time because she paid me. <laughs> I don't think we're supposed to tell them that. Oh, okay. All right, all right, great. Thanks for that, Simon. <laughs> I'll see who else I can find. Okay. Bye. Okay, now I'm at Mossman Park Run and I found Chris Fraser, the stat man. Hi, Chris. G'day, Mel. How are you? I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm good. Now, I'm in search of Scotty Trickett. Have you seen him? Scotty Trickett? Uh, no, no, not for a while. Okay, so he hasn't been at Shell Harbour? No, no. Alrighty. Well, I'm trying to think of a plan to entice him back to the podcast. Now, I'm thinking we need to find, being as you're the stat man, we need to find all the stats we can that make him look better than Mel. Oh, stats in front of Mel. Yeah, yeah, I could, could do that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, great. All right. So that'll work on his ego and make him happy to come back. That's right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks for that, Chris. No problem. All right. Have a good run. Thanks, mate. Now I'm at brunch and I found Sonia and Peter Pullman from the beaches. Now, guys, have you seen Scotty? No. We came all the way to Mossman Park Run and he's not here. And you didn't see him on the way? He wasn't at the no, beaches? No, we did look. We looked on the way. We looked at the beaches. We did a look around the Newcastle area. He was not in my car. <laughs> we did not see. We seek. We seeked him there. We. We, we, sought we sought him, him there. We sought, yes. We sought him here. We sought him there. We sought him everywhere. Do you think maybe the problem was there was no no bridges? What? Ah. You know that what the problem is. Oh, we were saying this on the way. Google Maps took us through the tunnel and not over the bridge. And this me. Morning. And me. Yep. Last night. So maybe Scotty's in Warwick Park Run. Maybe near the Coombs Bridge. The new bridge on Warwick Park Run course named after Coombs. Well, what I'll get you guys to do on your travels, on your way home, can you just do a pan and scan? A pan and scan. Okay, we'll, we'll see what we can do. We'll keep our eyes open for Scotty. Okay, yeah. because we, we, what, want what to know, we want him to know that he, we, we want him back. Well, what would attract, what, what do you think would attract him? You know? Smell of a good croissant. I don't know. The smell of a hot steaming donut. Oh, donuts! We didn't check the donut shop. Ah, okay, I'm on it. Yeah. We'll okay. go for elevensies. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Well, Gary, what did you think of all of those roving reports and other audio snippets from the Channel Five News crew? How fantastic were they? They were really good. I really enjoyed all of them. I wonder um, how long it's going to take them to find Scotty, though. They might have to keep keep looking. Well, 
I don't know. Maybe maybe we need to 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 put a direct message out to Scotty. Do you reckon he's listening to the pod? Like he's not on it, but do you reckon he's still listening just to see what's happening? Well, I think he he probably would be. Um, I think I've kept the kept the car on a straight line so far, but we've still got we've still got a little bit to go. So I might put a few dings in it before then to make him come back and right the ship, so to speak. Right, right the ship or right the shit, either one. <laughs> um, all right, well, maybe, yeah. I don't know, Scotty, if, if, that, if that whole swag of roving reports wasn't enough to convince you that you're being missed and that you should come back, I'm not entirely sure what will. But um, I think we should push on, Gary. Um, now, I, I do have a very serious question for you. Are you wearing your propeller hat? Um, I have to admit that, yes, I am wearing the, the propeller hat at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. How does that work? Like, I'm assuming you're also wearing a headset because I wear a headset and it's, you know, one of those ones that sort of arches over my head with the, the ear things on either side and a little um, Madonna-esque microphone popping out in front of my mouth. Is that is that the kind of... He- audio situation you've got going on or have you got some other kind of scenario yes no you, you picked it in one bell and i had a bit of an issue putting the headset on i forgot that i had the propeller on the top of my head and i got a bit tangled up <laughs> <laughs> it's like sometimes when i'm running on it and i just misjudged the height of the lowest limb of a tree and you forget you've got that little bit extra on the top and you you, you catch the bottom of the tree with your propeller <laughs> Oh, obviously, I haven't run in mine enough to um, have those sorts of experiences. But you know what? Something I did notice that uh, when we were at the Beaches Park Run, your propeller propels, it spins a lot better than mine does. Um, I think it's uh, because of the combination of beads. I've got a bead on top of my propeller and your propeller's right at the very top of all the beads. Now, see, this, the secret is I've got a little electric motor inside that actually pulls me along, so I charge it before park run, and that gets me uh, gets me going along a bit quicker than I normally would. Ah, oh, so that must make me Tweedle dumb out of the <laughs> pair of us. Then <laughs> you must be Tweedle D. <laughs> Oh, I am a I am a fan of the propeller hats. So the last time I wore mine, I was very heavily pregnant, and I absolutely resembled Tweedle dumb. Well, speaking of speaking of. Uh, dress-ups, kind of a dress-up, my hat, but I wonder how many people got dressed up at City to Surf on the weekend that was on this weekend, and there was plenty of park runners heading up from all over the country uh, to uh, park run, uh, to City to Surf. And, it's, a um, really, it's a really big deal, isn't it? Yeah, Christmas for runners, they call it, and I know that um, here in Melbourne we had some bad weather on Friday night, and, and some people were delayed with flights, and some had to actually drive from Melbourne to Sydney to, to make it to Park Run on Saturday morning and then City to Surf on the Sunday. Isn't that insane? What kind of crazy adventurer would do that? Uh, a committed, probably probably a number one fan of the podcast, I'd reckon, would probably do something like that. Yes, Melissa Ellis, didn't she? She had, what was it, a nine-hour drive? A nine-hour drive to make it to Mossman Park Run and um, – I don't think she got much sleep uh, for the whole weekend, but on by all reports, she had a, a great weekend. And someone else that was doing City to Surf this weekend was M Scholarly, friend of the podcast from Shell Harbour Park Run, did her first City to Surf on the weekend. So congratulations to you, M. Well done. That was an awesome effort. 
Have you done City to Surf, Mel? Yes, I have actually. Um, probably, I think it must have been about five or six years ago now. Um, it is. It is like a fourteen-kilometer party, isn't it? Like a street party, where because you've done it, haven't you, Gary? I have done it, and and I thought that it would be perfect for you. There's so many dress ups. The the Smurfs are always always popular, and the the rock band on the the balcony. Are, I think it's Rose Bay. I'm not sure. There'd be people screaming at me, telling me that's not the right spot. But <laughs> and, um, plenty of people in uh, uh, their swimmers. <laughs> I was going to say budgie smugglers, but that's a bit of a budgie graphic, smugglers. That's uh, that's a perfectly um, acceptable term, I think, in right, Australia. Good. <laughs> yeah. So yes, it's a it's a it's a very popular um, fun run, and then next year's their fiftieth park run. Fifty, uh, I keep saying park run, but it's their fiftieth uh, fun run next year. Oh wow, that's going to be massive, isn't it? And if you doubled their fiftieth uh, event for next year, you'd get a hundred. And Joanne Watkins uh, volunteered the hundredth time as run director, and she's only one of a handful of people in Australia to achieve that milestone. So congratulations to Joanne at Albert. Park run in Melbourne. It's a huge well achievement. Well done, Joanne. And that's that's just a hundred RDs. So that's I'm right. pretty sure she's done a whole swag of other volunteer stints as well in her tenure at Albert Melbourne. So hats off to you, Pro- propeller hats off to you, Joanne. <laughs> well done. That's awesome. Now speaking of propeller hats, I want to, um, as Scotty would say, peel back the curtain. Just for a minute, um, I've I've had a lot of fun recording the podcast with you this week, Gary, and it started before the podcast actually recording started when, um, you know, I, I sent you a link <laughs> this afternoon earlier today to the format that we use, the URL that we use to record um, programs called Zencaster. And uh, I didn't realise until you sent me a message a little bit later in the afternoon. I was very impressed, I have to say, that you um, you logged in to check that everything was working ahead of time. But you, you sent me a message. Uh, what, what was in your message that you sent me? Well, I, I logged on and I could hear some voices and thought it was a bit strange and there was some angelic singing coming from the microphone and I think it might have been Mal in the background. (laughs) It's very kind of you to say angelic. I think everyone who's heard my attempts at singing on this pod in the past know that that's probably not the case and very generous of you. Um, Yeah, so it turns out that... (laughs) I hadn't logged out of being the host of like when I'd sent you the link, I had to be logged in to create the link to send you. And um, because the computer was open, it was just recording stuff. And this is, it not this a scary part of the internet that just things can be open and live and just a pathway through to somebody else. I mean, fair enough that this is an audio program where we can share our audio and have a conversation online together. But um, I'm not embarrassed about the singing. I, I don't have an embarrassment gland in general, but it is very nice of you to say that the singing was angelic. Well, I think that's a, I think it's a perfect opportunity for Scott. Another reason for Scott to come back to the podcast is uh, maybe to do a duet with you, Mel. Oh, no. no. <laughs> well, 
I mean, I would I would love to be hearing Scotty's dulcet tones again, that's for sure. But you know, we, we all know how that went the last time. And actually, you know what? That brings that brings me to um to something. He's this is what I would like to say to Scotty, you know. Scotty, if you're listening, the roving reports that we got in today from the whole Channel Five news crew, you know, it it hasn't been since episode 143 since the whole Town of Five News crew has rallied for for a single purpose, you know, and in this case, the purpose is to find you. We want to know where you are. We want to know you're okay. We want you to come back, you know, and I would just like to say on behalf of myself and, and the whole Town of Five News crew, Gary, I think I speak for you as well as the rest of them when I say this, that we're living in a powder keg and giving off sparks without you, Scotty. So, Wherever you've gone, turn around, bright eyes. Turn around. What a perfect way to finish, Mel. I reckon you'd have to come back on that, wouldn't he? Oh, who knows? Who knows, Gary? Well, let's see. Let's see what happens next week. And um, everybody keep looking for Scotty. If you if you have a sighting of him, let us know. And we look forward to hearing his uh, excellent podcast ability back on the show next week. And in the meantime, thank you, Gary, for joining me today. It has been so much fun having you on the pod. Always lovely to uh, speak to a fellow propeller head, even if you are from uh, Victoria. <laughs> My pleasure, Mel. Thanks for the opportunity. This has been fantastic. But we, we need Scotty back. We really do. 